Welcome to Highway Christian Community Sermon Downloads. For more sermons, please visit our website. We know you will be blessed as you listen. Take care and God bless. I know she won't want to go up on the stage, so I'm just going to uh, ask her to share what she felt for you guys uh, during worship. Morning. Um, just during worship, I was just had this picture of a huge fountain, and I just felt, even as we were driving here this morning, I just felt, and as I was looking around, just how the elements have um, had their way through the buildings and the land and all of that. And I just felt you guys are like a fountain, and, and the love of God is you. And the fountain was just, it was just continuous, it was growing, it was flowing, and the, the rim of the fountain could not contain what God had placed here in this very church. And I saw the, the rivers, the, the rivers of life, and the waters coming out of that fountain and actually flowing through the streets touching the buildings, and I was just so encouraged to hear just how you're touching the community with the soup kitchen, with God's cupboard, and I felt that there was more. I felt that there were people here that had, God had placed giftings in you, ladies that, that sew, and, and men and women that like to garden, and I felt you touching people's homes and touching their lives, and I saw you going in and doing like home renovations, so to speak, and through that people were being touched by the love of God that was meeting them in a very real way. And it was like miracles for them, things that they were desiring in their heart. And I just wanted to encourage you guys just to take all those giftings that God has given you. Because I know there's many people here that have got giftings and they go, but God, I don't know what to do with this. And I felt like God was just going to increase that in this church. He's already begun the work and he will continue and he will complete it. Amen. Amen. That's a powerful word, eh? And thank you for all the contributions this morning. It's so awesome just to um, enjoy the life. Don't give me trouble now, please. <clears throat> it's so wonderful just to enjoy the life. And I was thinking this is such a dignified service until Bill got up and released holy chaos among you. And then I thought, man, now this is a real church. There's a holy disorder uh, the hunger of the people is tangible of, of you guys. Uh, you know, the most important part of the meeting is not now. It was earlier. It was that we get to encounter God, isn't it? Uh, when we encounter him, he speaks to us. He touches us. He changes us. He brings revelation. He sets us free. And then we are equipped to do life more effectively. Amen. How many of you know that you have a role to play on planet Earth? How many of you know it's more than warming that seat that you're in? It's important to warm that seat you're in. We don't like cold seats, but God has so much more for us. Amen. So um, really, thank you guys. It's such a joy to be here again. We love Highway Church. Uh, this church for us, every time I'm here, I tell you again that you are a special church and don't underestimate your role in that. But Highway has been a beacon of grace for us. Um, it's been life-changing. It's been such a lighthouse. Uh, and you guys are a flagship in this city of Durban. Amen. God has incredible things for you in 2018. Um, can you please say amen? amen? 
I love it when you respond. I feel that if you hear a word uh, and you mix it with faith, it can become yours. So when you hear a word and you go, wow, that's for me, and you, and you pull on it, you say, amen, you bring it in and make it your own. Amen. <laughs> good, good. We're just warming up. Um, I did feel a few new things. I, I think the contributions are notable this morning and every meeting. Um, but if you'll listen... Uh, there's a theme running that the Holy Spirit is speaking to us. And we don't want to just hear a, a bit of a message now. And, and I don't want to be the boring part of the service. Please, Lord, spare us all. Please, amen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Make that your own. So, Basil, don't be boring. But I'll be brief and to the point. And I'm really trusting Holy Spirit this morning that, that he will impart his word for, for you, Highway Church, this morning. Amen. So, um, I have felt a few new things. I don't believe in hankies. If you have a hanky, sorry about that. But I couldn't think, anyway, I'm not going to go there. Sorry. I used a little towel. How can you put it back in your pocket? Come on. Anyway. I said I wasn't going to go there. Um, I do see some new things. I see a freshness for, for highway. This year, I saw flowers opening, and I believe the flowers speak of new salvations. You can scream, amen. Yeah, yeah, that's a biggie. There are, there are people out there who need Jesus. Uh, as The older I get, the more, uh, more proud I am of him. As a young Christian, I was embarrassed about his name. I was, it was, it's, it's never been cool to be a Jesus follower. My son's just been on a youth camp, and he's had such an incredible time. And it was cool. There were lots of nice girls there too, but still. But the point is, Jesus is cool, man. There's no cooler person to be with. God's so cool. He's so unreligious. He's so for us. He's so wonderful. He's so kind. He gives me ideas. He sorts me out when my attitude needs a bit of richting. Any Afrikaans people here? Yeah, you know what richting is, eh? A little clap on the side just to say, my boy, get rid of that stinking thinking. Let's think in accordance with the Word of God. So, I'm rambling a little bit, but there's purpose behind that. So, if you'll just forgive me. So, there are great things in store for you. And I felt as you tap into heaven, as you hear heaven's heartbeat, and you step out in that, you will see amazing breakthroughs in, the, in your life, but also as a church. Everything God does with us is personal. But it also includes the corporate. Amen. He never does anything individually only. Of course, he does stuff in your life. But there's a greater purpose to that. And that will help you find significance in your life, which is something you really need. Because God put that in all of us. We want to we be part of something that's big and special. Not everybody can be famous, but everybody can be great. Amen. You are destined for greatness, every single one of you, no matter how small a role you feel you have or how insignificant. Don't let the enemy lie to you. Your role is great. God has great things in store for you as you tap into his heart. And someone once said to me, if you just do, Basil, what the Holy Spirit tells you to do, you will accomplish an amazing amount in your life. And the older I get, the more I see that unfolding. Thank you. Good for you. So, 
Can we just declare some things together? Do you guys make declarations? It sounds like you do. I believe declarations are very powerful, especially if you believe what you're saying. But if you don't believe what you're saying, just keep saying it until you believe it. <laughs> Amen. So just declare this with me. Repeat after me. I am God's workmanship. I'm created in Christ Jesus for good works. I think you need to say that again. I'm created in Christ Jesus for good works. That I should walk in them. <clears throat> Turn to your neighbor and say, I've got good works. <clears throat> Tell them, you've got good works to walk in. Tell them, I'm not threatened by your good works. I'm excited about your good works. I want to see you walk in all that God has for you. Oh, there's some relational healing going on right now. Let's just pray quickly. Father, I just thank you for your goodness. We've been singing about your goodness this morning. You are such a good dad. And we thank you for Jesus, the priceless gift. We thank you for our Holy Spirit, our friend who is with us continually. We thank you for your presence this morning, Lord. We love, we love, we love, we love your presence. Teach us to walk unhindered uh, in your presence. We want to see this world touched with your love. We know that the world is hurting, Father, but you've called us to change the world. And so we thank you. I thank you for Highway Church. Is it called Highway Christian Community? Is that right? Thank you for Highway Christian Community. I thank you for a powerful church. I thank you for a great, great, even greater effectiveness this year, Lord. I thank you for fresh vision. I know that Steve and Jan have been away, and they're carrying some fresh vision that you've put on their heart. We thank you for an incredible leadership team, leaders who are called to be servants, leaders who are called to be servants. Thank you, Father, that as we aspire to greatness, we have Jesus, our great example who did not consider equality with God something to be grasped but made himself nothing, took on the nature of a servant because he was so secure in his identity and in his calling and in his sonship. Thank you, Father, we are sons. We are like Jesus. And you're transforming us from one degree of glory to the next into your likeness with ever-increasing glory. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Amen. Anyway, I've just prayed my sermon, so I think, I, I think we're done. I, I think I can sit down. Yeah, amen. Let's go and have some coffee. No, so... <laughs> um, Steve has asked me to talk around discipleship. Um, so I just want to give you three things that, that I felt stirred with that will empower you to be even greater disciple than you were last year. Amen. The Holy Spirit doesn't speak to us through condemnation. He always shows us there's more. He never condemns us and said, you idiot, why did you do that? That's the voice of the devil. Jesus never speaks to us like that. We need to learn to discern his voice. He always says, look how much I've got for you. And that's why Paul the apostle could say, forgetting what lies behind, I press on. There was a word that came through. Forgetting what lies behind doesn't mean you can sweep your junk under the carpet. That's not what that means. But it means I'm not held by my past. And it means even though I'm not, I may not have arrived yet. Anybody arrived yet? 
No, I was going to ask you to come and pray for me, please. We never get to arrive. Anyway, I'm going to try and stick to my notes a little bit. Help me, Jesus. Uh, what was I saying? Steve's asked me to talk about discipleship. I want to give you three keys, I feel. Keys unlock something. So we don't want to be blocked in our, in our walk with God. And let's start with the word disciple. Disciple comes from the word mathitis, which means student. It means pupil. It means apprentice. Anybody like Star Wars? I really enjoyed the new one. Yes, Christians are allowed to watch Star Wars. And even enjoy it. (laughs) Somebody said it's a waste of time. It cannot be possible that. Lord, help that man. Show him. Show him the truth. No, I'm kidding. I'm joking with you. So, Mathitis means student. Today, we're going to talk a lot about being a student of Christ. Did you know that if you're a Christian, if you've been born again, then you are a disciple of Jesus. Which means you're a student of Christ. Amen? Jesus said, come follow me and I will make you fishers of men. That scripture is in two parts. The first part is come follow me. That's the disciple part. Come and follow me. Come and learn from me. Come and look at my life. Come and become like me. Is the goal of being a disciple not Christ-likeness? Is that not our ultimate goal? Is it? Yes. Who wants to become more like Jesus? And we're not talking about becoming more righteous, by the way. You don't attain righteousness. You don't work towards righteousness. But you do become more Christ-like. Do we discover God in greater ways? Do we become more like Him? Do we have, have a greater understanding of Him? Of course we do. As relationship, in a relationship you grow. Amen. So we attain, Paul the Apostle had this amazing attitude, which brings us to our first point, which was humility. How's Paul's attitude when he says, I, ta- I haven't attained to the full measure of Christ? Let's just read that. In Philippians 3 verse 12, you don't need to turn there. He says, not that I have already obtained all this. He's talking about Christ-likeness. Great, the great apostle Paul is so humble. He's got this incredible attitude of always wanting to learn more, always wanting to grow. This is your first key to breakthrough in being a disciple of Jesus. As Jesus says, come follow me. If you know it all, then there's not a lot anyone can teach you. Danny Silk says, you do not have a solution for someone who doesn't have a problem. That's a good one, eh? Because a know-it-all knows everything. What can you tell them? It's amazing as a pastor, people come to you and tell you everything and tell you the solution and you just stand there and go, okay. But they haven't really asked you for anything. The greatest leaders in the world, I'm amazed, have this incredible attitude of humility. They want to learn more. They've never arrived. Amen? I know John Maxwell, who knows John Maxwell? He's a great leader. I mean, he's teaching the world in leadership. And yet he sets up a monthly appointment to meet with a leader to ask them questions for an hour. You see the attitude. You see the heart. So Paul had this attitude. He said, even Paul had it. He says, not that I've already obtained this or have arrived at my goal, but I press on to take hold of that for which Christ Jesus took hold of me. Brothers and sisters, I do not consider myself yet to have taken hold of it. But one thing I do, forgetting what lies behind, I strain towards what is ahead. 
I press on towards the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. All of us then who are mature should take such a view of things. Shall I be naughty and add the rest in? Yeah, it's scripture. What the heck? And if on some point you think differently, that too God will make clear to you. <laughs> Lord, make it clear to us that we've never arrived. It's not a belittling attitude. It's a humbling attitude. If I'm a student of Jesus Christ, when do I ever achieve fullness of Christ? You know, Ephesians talks about us reaching the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. Anybody feel they've reached the whole measure of the fullness of Christ? Just turn to the person next to you. They'll remind you that you haven't yet. Especially your spouse. Nobody's laughing anymore. Come on, guys. I feel that humility, this attitude of never having arrived, spurs us on. It, it produces in us a great hunger for more. A great hunger to desire to know God better. I want to I get to know Jesus and become like him. I want to know him more. Amen. That's the first key to being a great disciple in 2018. Can you say amen? So cultivate a humble heart. Have the attitude of Paul. Have the attitude of Jesus even. Even Jesus had that attitude. Now I want to just make note of, of our master Jesus. There were two things that struck me about him. The first was his humility, which we've spoken about. He said, I do not consider equality with God something to be grasped, but he made himself nothing. So he wasn't self-promoting, he wasn't pushing himself forward. But the, the other thing that strikes me about Jesus is his absolute confidence in his identity. Now can I say that confidence is different to arrogance? Confidence is about knowing who you are and what you've been called to and what you are doing on planet earth. Amen? Arrogance is a totally ugly thing. And it's totally different. Arrogance hinders growth. Confidence is a wonderful thing. Knowing who you are in Christ leads to security. Amen? Now I want to imagine if Jesus and the Holy Spirit were insecure about their roles on planet earth. Imagine a husband and wife being insecure about their roles on planet earth. So Jesus turns to Holy Spirit and he says, you know, this isn't fair, man. I've got to go back to the Father, and you get to go to, to earth and be with them and have all the fun with them now. Does that sound ridiculous? It is ridiculous. Come on, Bill. It's totally ridiculous. They, Jesus was so secure that he was loved by the Father. He knew why he came. He knew the cross was his role to play. Not the Godhead are three, eh? Amen? Did you know that? Steve's a good teacher. I'm sure he taught you that. They each have different roles. Friends, the reason I'm bringing this up is because husbands and wives, Christians and churches are so insecure. We're so insecure about our roles that we have to play. We get threatened by other people's success. We get jealous, so we feel we have to self-promote. All these things hinder our growth, and they hinder the growth of the church. God doesn't want you insecure. He wants us humble, and the second key to breakthrough this year, is that you will know your identity. You will be secure in his love. Amen.
You are a student of Christ. Your goal is to become more like him. These two keys are incredibly vital for the third point. And the whole point of discipleship, surely, is that we are discipled so that we can become disciples. These two, identity and security, uh, sorry, humility and identity, are keys for our relationships. And the third key for you this year, and I feel it's a word, the theme did come through in some of the uh, contributions that came through, is that you will have powerful relationships this year. You see, relationships are key to the kingdom, aren't they? Everything is about relationship. God does nothing in isolation. You can't be isolated. The reason we're here today is we are the meeting, the gathering together of the believers. What separates us? Pride and insecurity. What is the glue that keeps us together? Humility and security, identity. We then begin to celebrate each other and rejoice. I love the way you led today, Rich. You, you allowed contributions. You, you brought through others. Valuing a high value for people is our third breakthrough for this year. If we can understand that we are here. And listen, it doesn't matter how old you are. You can be very young and you can be very old. You have a different role to play in the kingdom. Some of you may feel you're a bit old. I want to tell you 70 is the new middle-aged. Can you say amen? People are living to 90 now. It's common. If you fall short of that, we're going to go, Lord, why did he go so soon? Come on. Some of you are in the fight of your life. Sometimes we only have the scriptures to fight with. I'm just doing a little detour now. The reason I read out that scripture, the reason we declared God has a purpose and a plan for your life. I am God's workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works. I want to ask you a question. Is sickness part of God's good works for you to walk in? So therefore you can have authority over sickness because you know it's not his plan. Amen? Divorce, poverty, AIDS, cancer, etc. And the list goes on and on and on. These are not what we are called to walk in as the church. Amen. So Father, this morning I declare over every sick person here, I declare you well in the name of Jesus. I don't declare this by my own authority, but I declare it by the authority of the Son of God. Be healed in Jesus' name. Receive your healing now in the name of Jesus Christ. We come against every sickness in Jesus' name. You have no authority in this place. You leave in Jesus' name. Sorry, I'm just doing a little detour. I'm not sure what's going on, but I feel a holy anger against sickness. Amen. Yes, come on. And it's not just sickness, you know, it's poverty. It's small-mindedness. It's all the junk going on in the world today. I see a world that's just writhing, and the church stands in all her glory, and we're going to, we are, I'm prophesying now, we are stepping into the greatest age the world has ever seen. The book of Acts will pale in comparison. Father, will you let the tide of the church just rise into her glory as she takes authority and dominion on planet earth again? We are called to shift cultures. We are called to shift uh, economies. Have you noticed the world's economy is failing? Good, it's supposed to fail. Don't be afraid. 
The world's economy must fail. It's not based on Jesus. It will fail. Everything that's not built on the rock of Christ will fall. There's been a shaking in the world, even in the church. And the Bible prophesies and says, my shaking will begin in the church. Have you felt shaken in the last few years? Uh, Dave Betts, that word was so powerful. Last year, my wife and I felt, and I didn't know seven was the number of Jubilee, but in the beginning of the year, we declared over our finances, and we said, Father, we declare this year to be the year of Jubilee over our finances. I signed a deal. Do you know which day? Last day of November. I was sweating on that word the whole year. The testing of your faith is more precious than gold. Amen. I don't know why the Lord does that. Most often it's at the 11th hour, 59th minute, 59th second, when you've like completely had enough, then the breakthrough comes. And you go, couldn't it have been a little sooner, Lord? But he's perfect. His timing is amazing. Amen. Anyway, what has this got to do with discipleship? I don't know. But anyway, bless you with the word of the Lord. Bless you with the promises of God. So we're talking about being great disciples this year. Number one, humility, taking on the attitude of Jesus, taking on the attitude of Paul. How am I ramblings? Have I got five more minutes? <clears throat> Let me say something about humility quickly. <laughs> it's designed to keep me from falling off the stage. Simone and I had a tough 2016, and at the beginning of 2016, I declared this will be my greatest year ever. I think it was our hardest year ever. As I look back, as I, as I stand and look at 2018, I look back and I realize God was repositioning me in 2016. 2017 was our year of jubilee. We signed a deal end of November that the money still hasn't come through now, but it settles all our debt. Yay! The reason I'm telling you this is that you can latch onto that word as well. God wants to settle all your debt. I thought you'd be screaming and jumping up and down by now and going, yeah, woo! Not just for Highway Christian community, not just the bond, but personally. Imagine every 49 years, uh, all your debt settled. I think the last three or four years we'd go crazy, eh? <laughs> Buy everything, the Lord will settle it at the end. <laughs> Sorry, it's not good for to think evil like that. I'm just honest. I know you were thinking that anyway. So, let's get to the point. Let's finish off. The third point is relationships. Powerful relationships. The most important and valuable thing this year for you as a church is to value each other. For the old, your role as parents, because remember the progression is Child, son, father. For you to believe the lie that as a father in the house, there's no role for you. That's the biggest load of rubbish. You can laugh at that. Ha, ha, ha. Amen. Don't believe the lie. Fathers, you have incredible roles. And you know what a father's role is? A father's role is to make sure that his sons and daughters are lifted up. We are parents now. Our parents, uh, our children are university, high school. And our little one is still growing. But our sole role is to bring the best out in them. Is to make sure that they understand that they have a role to play in life. 
that they're powerful, that they're important. Isn't it? Isn't that what we do to our kids? And equally our spiritual children, fathers in the house. There's quite a lot of old people here, which is absolutely amazing. You are primed for greatness. Youngsters have that attitude of humility. Listen to the older guys. There's no reason for you to go through all the pain we went through. I told my son this the other day. I said, boy, I've been going, I'm nearly 50. Can you believe it? Can you believe that? No. I said, there's no reason for you to go through the pain I went through. I've been through it. Let me give you some advice, son. Listen to my words. Let me share it with you. But I didn't share it arrogantly. I didn't belittle him. I'm sharing, I'm lifting him up. Amen. So the attitude of humility, the attitude of identity, I'm confident and secure in what God has done in me, endears, is that the right word, my son to me. It's very difficult to disciple people if you're arrogant, know it all. Nobody wants to listen to you. Yes? I'm sorry if that's a rebuke, but it doesn't apply to you. I know that. But if we are humble and we take on the attitude of servants, man, people are going to stream to your door. They're going to ask you for advice. They're going to come to you. They're going to say, what about this? I'm facing this. How do I deal with this? And then you don't come as, the teacher was never arrogant, amen? Jesus was a student. He learned from the Father. So, so Jesus, our, our master, amen? We're apprentices. We're learning. We're students from him. We learn from him. But he became the greatest teacher of all. And we can as well. But we can still remain humble and secure and confident. Amen. So I think that's all I want to say today. Um, let me just double check. I don't want to forget anything. So let's wrap it up. <clears throat> Can you declare with me? 2018. It's going to be my greatest year ever. I'm a student of Jesus Christ. This year I'm going to be even more like him. I'm taking on the nature of a servant. And together we're going to change the world. Amen. Bless you guys. Bless you guys.